What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend, a debrief, and an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me again, the host spotlight, Mark Francis. Mark, good to see you, buddy. What is up? How you doing, man? I, I still feel awkward saying, what is up, my people, when I fill in for you. It's I a, love it. It's, oh, my goodness. Such a big seat. I love fill. it. It, you know? it only takes me a few seconds to Welcome watch back. it and see how you handled it. It's yep. good to be back. One cent, one week off. You know? <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. you're back in it. Love oh, it. Love it. Back. Uh, he's with us again, Senior Pastor Mark Carey. Marky Mark, how you doing, my friend? Very good. Good. Yep. Good. Thank you for being here. Uh, guys, let's jump into a Sunday in review. I feel like as a church as a whole, we're looking forward at the next few weeks. They're busy, Mark. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on, um, but we're continuing to go through Romans. So let's jump into specifically what FBC did this past weekend. I'll come your way first, and then we'll see what Pastor Mark kind of has for us. Well, we are still in Romans. Yes. You know, what is it, 14 months later? Say that with enthusiasm. Yes. Is it, is we are it? still in Romans. <laughs> it's like a bad news. <laughs> and, and, well, and we're also still in the... the, the Romans 9 through 11, yeah, and, right here in chapter 11. And, you know, it makes me realize, hearkening back to that beginning portion mm. of Romans, and we were doing these podcasts, and we're like, man, we're in Romans 1, we're in Romans 2, and we're just sitting in this content of our sin, and, and mm. we're just waiting for that anticipation. But, you know, what? we realized how important and valuable it was for us to sit in that and really go through that week by week as a church. Mm. I almost feel the same way a little bit right now about mm. talking about Israel. And, and we're here wrapping up over these next couple weeks this package where Paul goes into chapters 9, 10, 11 about Israel. And I'm like, I, we're, we're, we're talked out about applying the nation of Israel to our lives, are we? But then you look at the, the depth of these passages and you look at the character of God and how his kindness is being on display and his severity is being on display. And man, mm. that gives us some talking points right now. So mm -hmm. that, that to me is kind of, it's, it's refreshing to kind of go back even 14, 13 months ago, and man, are we getting bored of talking about our sin? But you no, know, it is there, verse after verse after verse for a reason. And that's that's my takeaway right now is just, how can we look at the character of God through this passage? Mm -hmm. and, and I love that that's where you go towards the end. And we, we could speed this up if you let me preach at least an hour. <laughs> Maybe an hour and 15 minutes. I don't know about week. that. No, you, you get deeper into it, right? I mean, that's... Hey, we, let's just get better coffee, more stout coffee, and I'll go for an hour. <laughs> an hour <and> a half. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> just put you on the, you can play people back at like 1.5 speed. Yeah. You know, so that you can listen to something a lot quicker. People you are do, probably doing I, that to no, us no, right now. People do that to us. People yeah, put yeah, us on yeah. 1.5. I do that to podcasts. Do you? Yep. Some people, I inherently talk sort of fast, I'm told. I don't mm. know what it's like for you, but I now, now you're a chipmunk. That's, that would be yeah, a dangerous. Right. Yeah. That would be a Help on! that would be a dangerous sermon sermon tool though for real to start putting on one. Oh, all right, but you know what? There's still the online crowd, and there's still the on demand watching the sermon. That's true. And That's I'm telling point. you, I mean, there are still people in my community group who are doing that, mm -hmm. and and the comments still are like, man, I really appreciate hitting the rewind button a couple times on Mark, and just be like, okay, what did he just say? And and the kind of the noble Bereans concept, you know, not calling you out on, you know, mm -hmm. what Elijah did or didn't do, but still saying you can actually go back and listen to it again, do some digging, look at the passage that you might have referenced, and there's still value to that. Yeah. And so I love the opportunity of venues in he, person. He and has said, said some stuff that sticks with me, in, in, uh, but he's speaking pretty fast during that point of time. So I'm like trying to remember it and take notes, yeah. but it's it's almost like a side point of the main point maybe or something. Anyway, the way it catches you can change for sure. I went to FSAT for the first time in a long time. 
So I was, it was cool. I was back, I'm back in action for FSAT because I just haven't been going to that that service. So being inside and enjoying FSAT was was great. So Which, and it won't be long that we're going to be probably yeah. moving outside for FSAT when yeah. the weather warms up. So yeah, we're building a. Well, should I say that? An sure. Amphi- yeah. Amphitheater. Sure, sure. What's it called? It's well, a stage. amphitheater sounds a, good. Out, outdoor that, that sounds stage. Cool. Yeah. Outdoor stage amphitheater in construction at Fellowship. Hopefully, it will be done by the beginning of May. I guess as soon as possible. That is the goal. Awesome. We have some events and activities coming up that we're still wrestling through of what we're going to do. But we want to have some outdoor events this coming summer, mm. and that's going to be a great location for it. Mm. Sidebar. There you go. Things to come. There you go. We'll we'll talk about that at the end of the podcast for sure. But Pastor Mark, anything uh, left on the playing field, so to speak, as far as diving into this stuff about Israel and you know pacing through Romans eleven, uh, this whole idea of their loss, our gain, and yeah. and understanding the importance of of that foundation for our access to it now. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's. I hope it's clear that Paul is talking about two. Um, two big groups of people. There are the Jews and there are the non-Jews. You know, there are the there's Israel, the Israelites, and there are the Gentiles, the non-Israelites, the two big groups. Hmm. And and so in this particular passage in, in chapter eleven, he moves away from some of the individual discussions about individuals. Um, and he, he's talking about the two large groups. There are Jews and there are non-Jews. And because the Jews um, rejected their Messiah, that opened the door for God's uh, reconciliation uh, to the world, uh, to non-Jews, to the Gentiles. And so when he talks about, um, um, of of, uh, like verse 19 of chapter chapter 11, you will say then, branches are broken off so that I might be grafted in. It's kind of this uh, spokesman for the Gentile world. Um, quite right, verse 20, they were broken off for their unbelief, but you, and it's this, again, this speaking to this spokesman who stands for the entire Gentile world, um, you were um, grafted in uh, because of your, your, you stand by your faith, but don't be conceited, for if God did not spare the natural branches, the, the, the Jewish big uh, segment, he will not spare you either, the Gentile. Um, so I did want to emphasize, and I didn't bring that up because it, it, typically at Fellowship Bible Church I wouldn't have to, but I don't want people to get the, uh, the misunderstanding in verse 22 that he's talking to an individual believer, uh, behold then the kindness and severity of God to those who fell severity, but to you God's kindness. Mm. If you continue in his kindness, otherwise you also will be cut off. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, some mm-hmm. people might jump to the conclusion, oh, I could lose my salvation, my eternal salvation. Mm-hmm. And that's, he's yeah. talking to the, the group of the, the Gentile world. Mm-hmm. And the door of salvation, the door of God's reconciliation is open to the Gentile world. Mm-hmm. But he can close that off it just as quickly as he closed it off. Well, it wasn't quickly with the Jewish people, centuries. But mm-hmm. he can close that, that offer of, of uh, salvation uh, to that Gentile world, and he said, "So don't be conceited, but fear." Yeah, interesting. I mean, just it's important, obviously, to see the context and to see yeah. the where that passage, and just pull that one little phrase, and you can get sidetracked that's, really easily. That's exactly right. You know, and I did some research because I'm not a, a farmer, and maybe you can give more thoughts to this as a Nebraskan farmer. But the grafting concept mm-hmm. and how relevant that is to the people reading this of olive trees and how common that is and was back right. in that time and taking a, a tree that may not be doing very well and then taking a, a branch and, and grafting it in will allow 
for flu- for fruit to flourish. Right. Well, and and so that just simple thought made me do some more digging yesterday and say, okay, how how does that really work? And it's mm-hmm. a it's a real thing, people. Yeah. <laughs> Crafting. But is notice true. verse twenty four says, for if you were cut off from what is by nature a wild olive tree and were grafted contrary to mm-hmm. nature. Mm-hmm. So what was contrary about that particular grafting? And it was this taking this. Um, normally, you would graft into um, the 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 fruit bearing, uh, mm-hmm. and this is the, um, the 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 live one grafted into the fruit bearing, so that it it will produce fruit. But here, you got wild olive branches mm-hmm. that get grafted in, so that they can produce fruit, mm-hmm. and that would be totally contrary Out to nature. So it's kind of a it's it, it's a uh, it's a um, a twist in his right. illustration, and, right? And it's interesting how Paul notes that contrary to nature, this is an unusual grafting. Like you're saying, would be very typical. The olive trees you walk around in in uh, in uh, Israel or around Jerusalem and the yeah. uh, Garden of Gethsemane, and you know the the olive trees there, and you you could see that. But uh, this is a little bit of a twist to the grafting illustration yeah. too. So I think the re- what Paul was saying there is how unusual and how totally unlikely that it was that the Gentiles would, would were grafted in to the rich root, to this olive tree that was really for Israel. Hmm. Uh, and hmm. he says, um, that's why he said, the, uh, you don't support the root, <laughs> the root supports you. Right. And in verse 24 where he says, uh, you know, how much more, the last part of verse 24, how much more will those who are natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? Look, the Gentiles were the... Uh, um, outsiders. The, the, yeah, the, the wicked stepchild, yeah. uh, whatever. And they were the outsiders. Yeah. And by God's sheer grace, because the, uh, Israel rejected Jesus, we get to be a part of this rich root of this program of God Yep. That was singular, singularly a, a Jewish um, blessing out of the root of Abraham, even though the fallout was going to be all the families of the earth are going to be blessed through you. Mm-hmm. But now we get to get grafted into that. And we get those blessings, that. too. That's, it's all, that's of the, all of the rich blessings. Yeah, which is so humbling to, to think about it in that way. And, and even one of the applications of just, mm-hmm. we can be eternally grateful to God for, for this gift and that we are now in that fold uh, and what otherwise wasn't, you know, going to be in the cards. So it's yep. just, it's, it's very helpful. I will say for this weekend, the pictures were phenomenal yeah, to help really understand have, it. Gotta have the pictures. Uh, it's great. I, I've never seen the, a picture of it. I've, you know, gone through the language of it and you're, you're in and in. But anyway, that visual representation, I, I heard from a few people in the Keystone Young Adult Ministry here of just saying like, that's been helpful for them. Um, well, let me give you a little sidebar of that because <laughs> let, you know how hard it is to find illustrations. I couldn't well, find anything. Did you make it? Well, basically, I found. I figured. I thought he did. I found this olive tree. Graphic designer. Pick yeah, right. <laughs> found, found this. I got some swampland also. Yeah. <laughs> this picture of this olive tree thing, yeah. and I had to um, make a copy of it, and then cut out the little thing that said Israel, and paste it on this other thing, and then lop off a and cut that out. You were doing your own grafting. I was Photoshop doing my lesson. own grafting. <laughs> yeah. And taking yeah, the yeah. tape and sticking it, and then making another copy. <laughs> I had like 20 pages on the floor of these cut and paste <laughs> things, and then I scanned them to a, a JPEG 
so that I could send them to Rose and, and put up. So we're we're dying here. Well, well watching us at all home, that I'm, to say, it was worth it. <laughs> I want to be appreciated. Is what I want. <laughs> it was it was worth it. it was I mean, very, usually well, the only thing I can draw is flies. It was a um, helpful so, visual yeah. visual representation. But, you know, I, I will say, in all sincerity, you know, I love getting together with my community group. You know the day between the sermon and our podcast here, because I get a chance to hear people's thoughts and reactions and applications. And somebody said something interesting of how, you know, a lot of times in our own circles, we can make things about ourselves. And it's so easy to make that just have the world be self-focused. Well, you look to scripture and you say, okay, you know, you know, we're part of now the church and that's, that's valuable. And here Paul is saying, you know, no, it really was originally about the nation of Israel and, and how valuable that, root system was with the Abrahamic covenant. But then God is saying to all of us, no, it's not about any of you people. It's about me. It's, mm. you, you know, and so how, how we can sometimes think it's about us, but just how we're trickled down from just the purpose of God with Abraham and Israel to then the grafting of us as being Gentiles. And here we are today in the church age in 2021, and we can think everything's about us. And, and no, this, the, the big plan of God is so much grander than, than us. And to see that tree is yeah, cool. Yeah, and, and next week, or this coming weekend, I mean, is, is we'll, we'll kind of see some of the conclusion to that big picture that because of uh, Israel will be grafted in again. And, and, and so the, the, the kind of the, the church age ends. And mm, so mm-hmm. in that respect, so... Uh, you got. You're right. You got to get the whole grand picture of, of things yeah. and the flow of it, um, and and I think that's, uh, you know, and I will say this: there are godly and and great scholars um, who take a different perspective sure. of, of of this mm-hmm. passage, and especially Romans 11. I I don't I think they're wrong, I and I don't think they handle the text accurately. Mm-hmm. Um, because they don't see a future for Israel. And so right. when this word Israel is used, um, some will say that it's referring to the spiritual, to the church. Um, we are Israel some today. just ignore it altogether. Yeah. Right, yeah. for us today. And I tried to bring that out a little bit. If this is all working nicely, the church, Jews are getting saved, they're part of the church. I mean, why do you need to bring Israel back in the whole picture again? Why use that word? What, exactly. Yeah. And... And, and yeah. th- for me, the bottom line is, because that's what God said mm. in the Old Testament. Mm. It was promises. So, and I'll try to bring this out next weekend, but uh, this whole section of Romans 9, 10, 11 is really um, Paul's inspired uh, attempt. It's not an attempt. He, he accomplishes it. But Paul's desire to vindicate God. You go back to chapter 9. Has God's word mm. failed? Mm-hmm. It's, this is a vindication of God, because if God did lop off the Jewish people, the nation of Israel, totally, we've got a problem with the character of God. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and when to, would we be lopped off? Well, then, if yeah. It, if, it, if you start to address that, that possibility. As, as, yeah. as followers of, of Christ. And I right. think that that's a, that's a real concern mm. in these other um, theological systems that, that want to equate Israel and the church and don't see the distinction yeah. between them. To that point, maybe you can address a little bit more the and deeper the verse 11. Um, but by their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make them jealous. Mm-hmm. This idea of, of the Gentiles making the Jews jealous. And, and <laughs> yeah. 
thinking about that even more critically, how does that apply to us today? And does it, and may, is that relevant to the, to the other translations, or not translations, but um, interpretations of yeah. passage? Like, where, where do you go with that Here, here's, here's my concern with that phrase. And if you think about it, okay, I, and I'm 65 years old. I'll be 66 Monday. I've been a Christian for a lot of years. I don't, I don't think I've, I know I haven't. I've never run into a jealous Jew. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. So, so am I, okay, am I screwing up somewhere here? You know, and, and or I'm not making somebody else, another Jew jealous because of how I live. I'm not yeah. interacting with and these Jews. So I, 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 I see that. It says that. And I wonder, well, if that's what it's all about. Now, here's the thing. When Paul is writing this in that, in that time, in that first it century. It was what it's all about. It was what it's all about because, yes. you know, the, the early believers, the early church was Jews. Peter, James, John, and those, you know, the first 3,000 that got saved, 5,000 on the, you know, on that 3,000 on the day of Pentecost and so on and so forth. But hmm. it, 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 it dropped off dramatically. The, Paul's on his missionary journeys. He went to the synagogues first, to the Jew first, and then to the Greek. But he'd be turned out, and the persecution of the early believers was by the, by the Jewish people. Um, so there was, I think it was so much more applicable. Now, in my application in the sermon, I think it's I think it's a proper application. Is the concept of making someone jealous though is to live our life as Peter said in First Peter two in mm -hmm. such a compelling way mm -hmm. that they'll see your good works. And so that was the idea, whether it's Jew or Muslim or Buddhist or Hindu or, or irreligious person, how are we living our life so that people look at what we have? And uh, like the skeptic said, you know, show me your redeemed life and I'll be inclined to believe in your redeemer. Well, we have to show them our redeemed life. Now that's Romans 6, 7, and 8. But that's exactly it. I mean, my knee-jerk reaction to that is also, I'm not making any people around me who are Jews jealous. Mm -hmm. But... Am I living a life so compelling that displays Christ in a world that might not otherwise see him? Yeah. And, and some of our community group members said that that's most revealed in suffering. Mm -hmm. But that is most, it's mostly revealed to where we can have Christ shine through us in a moment of where the world would be like, oh, you're allowed to rage. <laughs> you're allowed yeah. to go off the deep end and, and start drinking or do whatever you're going to do. Yeah. But how are we reacting in moments of even suffering to then be a light to yeah. people around us? So that it, it kind of puts into perspective of what jealousy really looks like. My, I got a little picture of that here last week. My wife and I, um, and actually it was my wife, Lisa was talking to uh, a young man um, who uh, was he was about an atheist? That's what he said. I'm an atheist. And she was talking to him about um, you know his his spirituality and different things. So, well, I'm an atheist, and she got talking and sharing and asking him questions. He did say this. He said, "Well, you know, while I was um, a a student, I think it was at the University of Texas, uh, or maybe it was the University of Houston. He was from Texas. He said." There was a group on campus. It was the Baptist Student Union. It was the Southern Baptist uh, group. So like crew or you know navigators, but it happened to be the. Yeah. And he said, I would observe for four years how I mean he said they were really a tight group and they always had fun together. And there was such a camaraderie. He said I I kind of always wished that I was a part mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. Now obviously no one had, had yet has yet 
and known for that Baptist Union, their paths didn't cross, but he was looking from afar and he saw that and it was, he clearly admitted to my wife mm. that, that they had something I didn't have. Mm. And I think that's part of the idea of, of making the unsaved world jealous. Now, mm. if, if we're living a life that is no different than the unsaved world, and sadly, oftentimes yeah. that's the case. We have just as many uh, messed up relationships and, mm. and, and marriages and, and uh, you know, pain and, uh, of, of our own sin and, and, and whatnot. You know, it's like the world is asking, well, maybe it doesn't work. Is it all mm. just words? Mm. Well, we have to live our life, and we do that by the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. And again, that's Romans 6, 7, 7, 8. And eight. Yeah. So um, anyway, I, it's an important little phrase. But uh, you you got to flesh it out for your own context yeah. of what that looks like. That's good. That's good. And, and you mentioned in the sermon, wait eagerly and live properly in, in light of these things. And I think that's very helpful yeah. and important to think about. So, Mark, moving forward over the next couple of weeks, what do we need to point people towards? How can we continue to dwell on Romans and also pivot into... So Easter, we're going to do Romans, and then it's Easter, right? All part of the Romans sermon package. Oh, so okay. Mark, okay. unpack the sermons, and I'll, I'll unpack kind of the times and things like that. So yeah. where are you going in the next couple of weeks? Well, next uh, next weekend is Palm Sunday. Um, it, it's fascinating that to think that Jesus came into Jerusalem in fulfillment of Old Testament Scripture to the praises of people, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They're quoting from Psalm 118. And, you know, and all of us, it's so anticlimactic, it's over. I mean, he, he weeps over Jerusalem. The Pharisees are saying, keep your people quiet, and it's over. Mm. So what gives? That's, you know, Matthew 21. I'll talk a little bit about that. But two chapters later, Matthew 23, as Jesus basically weeps over Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I wanted to gather you like a mother hen with her chicks, but you would not. From now on, your house is going to be left desolate. In other words, he's gone. Mm. And he said, you will not see me again until you say, and then he quotes again from someone, like the very thing That's that cool. they had yep. cried out to him a few days before. They're going to say it again, he said, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hmm. That's his real triumphal hmm. entry. Triumphal entry yep. of Palm Sunday in 30 uh, AD was not triumphant. Hmm. There is a triumphal entry coming. And Romans 11, verse 26, talks about that, hmm. that the deliverer is going to come. So we're going to unpack that on Palm Sunday and then wrap up that Romans 19, 11 on Easter Sunday with the uh, a review of this, this glorious um, harmonic symphony of truth uh, of Romans hmm. uh, 1 through 11. And, and to, to bring us to that concluding, those concluding passages of Romans 11, 33 through 36, that's a great just summary of just the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God and how unsearchable are his judgments and to get so read ahead yeah <laughs> continue to, to dive into these passages that we're looking at now but read ahead yeah. and look at that because yeah I mean, and here's the challenge because it, there probably be a lot of maybe people back for the first time some people are thinking sure. maybe hey we're you know Easter maybe we're going to make it back to, to church or if they haven't been following us online or in this series of Romans the challenge is in a shorter sermon time on Easter Sunday to review Romans mm. so that you can get to, get to those 33 through 36 yeah. and the praise and the glory. Well, you know what the secret to it is? What? Make your own pictures. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. That's but good. just just to the times, guys. So for Holy Week, you know, which mm-hmm. launches here with Palm Sunday, we'll have standard church service venues and times. Um, but I will encourage you to go to the Home Center because there is a really cool devotional packet. That's an eight-day guide that you and your families can can embark on just mm-hmm. to just to think through and reflect on what Christ did for us and and his suffering, then also his resurrection and the victory we have. So go to the Home Center this coming week for that. Or you can download it. Or you can download it. You can go online to our Fellowship at Home uh, website. Yep, yep. So go to the fbcva.life and it'll point you to all those directions. But then Easter, actually, let me back up. Good Friday. So we're we're really focusing on this crown him theme. You've seen some of the, the graphics around and there's a sign out in the middle road now that says crown him and and. We want to crown him the saving one, and then Good Friday, is we're going to crown him the suffering servant, and then Easter, we're crowning him the risen Lord. So Good Friday is going to be an experience that we have never done here at FBC, a three-hour online-only uh, virtual worship time where you can just come and go as you, as you see fit. If you're working during the course of the day, you can just click on for 10 minutes. Use that time to reflect, and, and where we're going to be will be songs and scripture readings and prayer and times of reflection and some really cool creative things that will hopefully just focus you on crowning him the suffering servant. So go to the website for that. Watch online. If for some reason you don't have internet connection, the the lower level auditorium here in the church building will actually be available for you to come and watch. Um, And also after the live stream is over, it will be posted um, online. So you can watch all three hours if you really want to that evening. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be something really neat. It's going to be a lot of um, involvement from people within our body yeah. being a part of that time. And thank you, thank you, thank you to you guys, your the worship team and the creative arts people who come up with this stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, walk I walk past it in the office. I'm like, I don't oh have what goodness. it takes. I, I don't I, have what it takes. It's fun. The, well, yeah. the heart yeah. that you put into yeah. it because you care about the congregation mm. and the people. It's you good. want them to have a rich experience. Yeah. And I, you know, I really, really appreciate it very yep. much. That is, it's, it's true. I mean, we care about each person, want them mm-hmm. to be able to prepare for Easter, which then is going to be six worship services over the course of the weekend, one on Saturday night for FSAT, six o'clock, and then five on Sunday morning, eight o'clock, 9.30 and 11 in the main auditorium, with the eight o'clock service being the mask That's required. Um, the online uh, live stream will be at 9.30 um, on Sunday morning. And then downstairs, what typically is Fellowship 3, there's two services, um, 9.30 and 11 o'clock. And, and I would just encourage all of you, if you know which one you're going to go to, go online to the website because we do still have COVID policies and restrictions of capacity. And we want everyone, to, as you said, Mark, everyone to enjoy Easter and experience it in person if they choose. So just to be able to know what we're getting into and how to accommodate everybody coming, go online to do that. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Children's ministry is available. Yes, so that's 9.30. Uh, and uh, don't quote me on this. I think 11. I have to go online for that. Okay. I, that's too much information, Mark. Sorry, I, I was I impressed already up to this point, so don't don't feel bad. There's a lot. but yeah, Go we'll, online for all those we'll details, get, right? We'll get that information yeah. out there. What do I know? Yeah, no, you got to leave people with a sense of, um, you know, hey, I guess they don't know. I guess I have to go there online. There is children's ministry. You have ministry. to get more involved. Sorry. <laughs> go fi- you go have fi- to get more yeah. involved. Go figure out when. Yeah. yeah. You got to push. But, hey, you know, but as we're talking about that, I do know children's ministry desires to grow. And with COVID and our regathering mm. process, we do still need help. So I'll just put that out there because I just had a meeting Definitely. with them last week. Just how do we communicate that? So I'm using this platform to say we need help with children's ministry. But it's not just because of obligation. But you are impacting the lives of kids. 
you're impacting the lives of parents. You're allowing the parents to participate in worship. You're allowing kids to grow in their faith yeah. and so much more. So you'll get enriched as you volunteer and you'll be enriching other people. And a quick update on the uh, fellowship, uh, Shenandoah, the church plant down in uh, Woodstock. They, I think just last Sunday, expanded the children's uh, ministry there to cool. include some more grades, uh, mm -hmm. which... We're going to have to figure out uh, some more spacing things, but there is some yeah. more space we could rent there. But that mm. that's exciting. So as young families continue to come, that church plant is uh, going to grow, and it, it yeah, it's um, so exciting. Kudos times. to the It'll be cool. to the Fellowship. FBC Shenandoah folk. Yep. To our listeners and viewers, if we haven't seen you in a while, we love you, we miss you, we're ready for you. Uh, the fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love, God bless.